Hello and welcome to the Catholic Spectrum. I'm your host Jason Thayer and each week I talk about Catholicism, autism, and pop culture. This week I look at the latest installment of Star Wars, the first season of Bad Batch, and I'll give you an update on how things are going with Hurricane Ida. In fact, I'll do that. Alright, first let's start with with an update about Hurricane Ida. As you know, Hurricane Ida passed through. Um, I am still in Lafayette, and I probably will be until sometime before the end of the month. Hopefully we will get back before the last week of September, because that will be the week that we are supposed to go to New York for the reunion and funeral. Um, I haven't decided yet, but that might mean, but I might not do an episode that week. I'm saying might not because um, I think we're going to be leaving on a Tuesday and I do my show normally on Mondays. So that would probably still work out if I were to do one, but I don't know if that's going to happen. I do know that this week and next week for sure, I am still in Lafayette. Um, hopefully when I get back, there will be some internet so I can do another week there as well. I mean, do another week at home as well. Um, so from what I hear, my house got through all right. We lost some shingles. We lost the worldly gig. Um, there's a bar that's next to my street. It lost a roof. Um, a couple houses lost a roof. So I mean, all right. We're just waiting for the power to turn back on. Um, I've also heard that our bishop is helping out with the relief effort, and so are some of the schools, some of the Catholic schools. Um, I think we might, they might be closed out indefinitely for the rest of the school year. I'm not positive about that. Um, I do know that um, down in Grand Isle, which is where some of my other relatives live, they have some sand to clear, and the levee is from the roads, and the, the levee is now gone. So hopefully we won't get any more hurricanes that'll mess that up. Anyway, so that's how things made out. Um, let's go ahead and start talking about the Bad Batch. When Disney Plus launched a few years back. It included lots of Star Wars content. We got all 11 movies. We got the new Man- the new show, The Mandalorian. And we got three cartoon series. Star Wars The Clone Wars, Star Wars Rebels, and Star Wars Resistance. All three of these cartoons have previously aired on cable. Clone Wars aired on the Cartoon Network, while the others aired on Disney XD. Now, the cartoons are a little bit of a different beast. Um... I'm saying that because we've also got now vintage Star Wars. Vintage Star Wars is all the stuff that was made in the 80s that I don't think is supposed to be canon. Um, That's like the Caravan of Courage, the Ewoks movie, and the two animated series Star Wars Ewoks and Star Wars Droids. Um, I am planning on rewatching those to see if they've aged as well as I aged well or not. Um, And I'll let you know what I think of them. Now that the years have gone by, but I don't think they're supposed to, but like I said, I don't think they're supposed to be canon um, because they weren't made for theatrical release. 
as far as the cartoon, the current cartoons go, yes, Star Wars, Clone Wars, and Rebels and Resistance are supposed to be canon. Star Wars Clone Wars takes place between Episodes 2 and 3, and Rebels takes place afterward. I mean, between Star Wars 3 and Star Wars 4. I had started watching Clone Wars on Cartoon Network, but I didn't like what... I don't like the way Cartoon Network does things. They always can't. They always seem to cancel shows that I like. So eventually I got sick of it, and I stopped watching Clone Wars. And I just thought that would be the end of it, that I wouldn't be able to catch up with Clone Wars after that. So I was actually kind of surprised that Disney Plus happened when it did. Um, I actually just thought it would go belly up and there would be no way it go up against Netflix. Now I'm starting to eat my words. Um, so I've been using Disney Plus to continue where I left off. As I said, the Bad Batch takes place between Episodes 2 and 3 of the prequels, and also between the Clone Wars and the Rebels. The Bad Batch are a group of soldiers that were introduced in Season 7 of the Clone Wars, which was added to the Clone Wars cartoon after the launch of Disney+. Plus. Um, those of you who know what happens in Episode 3 know that the Order 66 is enact, is executed after the Jedi fail to kill Emperor Palpatine, and he does this as a revenge. And um, this causes the clones who'd once helped the Jedi in their conflicts with the Separatists to turn on the Jedi, which pretty much destroys the Jedi Order. Um, they would take o they take over the so the separatists take over the Senate with the help of Chancellor Palpatine. This sets up a coup, which sets the groundwork for the building of the Death Star, setting the stage for both Rogue One and Episode Four. And the Bad Batch are a special troop, with each clone programmed with special with unique talents. Hunter is the leader and an excellent tracker. Crosshair is an exceptional marksman. Wrecker is the muscle, all brawn, little brain. And Tech is, of course, tech support. Finally, there's Echo, who isn't technically one of the clones. He was a, he is a clone, but he don't, but he isn't part of the Bad Batch. But he goes with them because he doesn't fit anywhere else. When Order 66 is enacted, the Jedi, the clones no longer obey the Jedi. However, because of their special programming, the Bad Batch never thought the Jedi had become the enemy. In other words, they basically don't get the memo. The mantra of good soldiers follow orders wasn't built into them. For those who don't know, I'm referring to... That's a reference to the Clone Wars when the clones get the inhibitor chip turned on that turn, makes them turn bad. They start repeating the mantra of good soldiers follow orders because th these were orders that were given to them by the Caminos and the... Empire. If you haven't watched Clone Wars and Rebels, I'd advise you not watching The Bad Batch. Although The Bad Batch takes place before Rebels, it makes references to both of those shows. Um, there is a character from Rebels who shows up in, in The Bad Batch, and I'll get to that character. Actually, two characters. Um... For me, watching it, it was a mistake on my part. I actually had planned not to watch it, but when I saw 
mean, but I saw how far I had gotten into the Clone Wars, so I thought it might be safe. Um, because as of now, I am on season five of the Clone Wars. So, um, actually, I followed things all right. Um, luckily, there was a reference to something that had happened way early in the Clone Wars. So, that didn't matter too much. So, bottom line, don't watch this if you haven't watched the Clone Wars cartoon or the Rebels cartoon, but don't skip out on it altogether. If you're planning on watching the Clone Wars anyway, go ahead and finish the Clone Wars, then watch Rebels, because there's a reference to, there's a couple references to Rebels, and then go back and watch The Bad Batch. Um, so, I mean, there will be another, I mean, right now I got, I'm going to tell you this much, there is going to be at least one more season of The Bad Batch. I don't know what's going on beyond season two, but I do know season one went pretty well. So just me, so just because I tell you don't watch it, that doesn't mean this was a bad show. I'm just saying you might not be able to follow it. In fact, this was a great show. It exceeded my expectations. I was expecting it to be good, but I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was. So let's start talking about spoilers. So I'm going to give you the usual countdown, and then I'm going to talk about spoilers for the rest of the podcast. Five, four, three, two, one. Here come the spoilers. The Bad Batch starts with a 75-minute episode called Aftermath. This would take probably three parts if it were done as a regular show. So this is the pilot episode. The Batch heads to Kamino, the planet where all the clones were created. Now I'm filling in stuff like that for those of you who don't know that much about Star Wars. When they arrive, they meet Omega. Omega is a small girl voiced by Michelle Ang. She is quite intelligent and tags along with the Batch. It isn't long before Tech realizes, spoiler alert, that Omega herself is a clone. In fact, I actually figured this out before Tech did. I, because there had to be some reason she kept following the clones around. And also some reason that the Caminos weren't too keen on her leaving. They didn't. There was something about her that they didn't want everyone else to know. And I figured, well, there had to be more than just the fact that she was some cute girl. So yes, she herself is a clone, and she is the only clone, so far as we know, who is actually a girl. And not an adult male. I think we have had clones in Clone Wars who weren't full-grown. So this isn't that unusual. And I think in... And, of course, we also have Boba Fett, who I think is supposed to be a clone, too, if I'm not positive about that. Um, so, the clones now, so now the Bad Batch has a mission. They have to hide from the Empire and keep Omega safe, because the cloners on Kamino have also put out a bounty on Omega's head. And this brings in the first of our two... I mean, this brings in not only a reference to um, Rogue One in the first episode, but we also will be getting references to The Mandalorian later on down the road. So let's talk about the reference to The Mandalorian while we're at it. Um, this Because we get two bounty hunters in this before we get to our new characters altogether. 
One is Fennec Shand, who you may remember from The Mandalorian, and she is actually voiced by Ming-Na Wen, who plays her in The, in the Mandalorian. So we're at the beginning of Fennec Shand's career, and she is... And you would think she's going to be kind of sloppy about it, but she isn't. But we also see that she also has a bit of a heart. Because she has Omega dead to rights. She can actually let... She can actually t kidnap her and take her back to Kamino. But she actually does not. She tells her, tuck and roll, kid. And that's... And she lets her go. And then a few more episodes down the road, we meet with someone that I was very surprised with. We heard the, the, the um, classic music. We saw the silhouette. We saw the, we saw the blanket around his neck and shoulder. And that showed us that Cad Bane showed up. That's right. One of the best bounty hunters in the business, Cad Bane, was after... Um, Omega, and that episode was pretty cool. We got to Omega had to actually outwit Cad Bane rather than winding up reaching his good side because Cad Bane doesn't have a good side, folks. Um, this part was pretty cool. It was probably one of the best things about the whole season. And Fennec Shan does come back and helps. Rescue Omega. Um, we're not sure where she stands on this whole thing yet. I wouldn't be surprised if she turns up again later on. In season two. But let's talk about the newest character that is introduced in... The Bad Batch, Sid. The Bad Batch also introduces a new character, Sid, who is who lives in Ord Mantel City and runs a bar and is voiced by Rhea Perlman, who you may recognize as Carla from Cheers. She is an information broker who worked with the Jedi and also talks the Batch into doing odd jobs for her and they accumulate a debt as a result. I like Sid a lot. She has a great no-nonsense attitude and she there's often hints that she's not trustworthy, but... We later learned that she doesn't have any love for the Empire. And um, she and Omega actually take a liking to each other. And she is a pretty cool, cool nude character. Um, I do like the voice that they gave her. Rhea Perlman was, is pretty good in this. I don't think this is the only episode. I mean, this is the... I think Warrior Perlman shows up in The Mandalorian. I'm not positive, but not as Sid. I think she just turns up as who she really is. Um, I recognize her voice right away, but then that's because I'm a Cheers fan. Um, so Sid was a pretty good new character to add on. I thought so. I wouldn't. So I would love to see more of her in the next season, if that happens to be the case. But let's talk about the real surprise in The Bad Batch. The, the other thing I wasn't expecting besides Cad Bane. And that's our reference to Rebels. Actually, our second reference because I think Freddie Prince Jr. plays a character in the opening pilot. I mean, in the pilot episode, if I'm not positive.
Um, he's, he's not a, he's not an actor I'm familiar with, so I didn't know that was him. And also, I haven't watched Rebels, so past season one. And now we get another connection to Rebels. Hera Syndulla and her droid Chopper. Now, this is actually a younger version of Hera Syndulla and Chopper. So this is beef. So this is why I say you should watch Rebels first, so you know who Hera is and why this is such a big deal. I had now, like I said, I have not watched Rebels. I actually have watched the first season of Rebels, but when I started to realize just how much of Rebels is taking place after Clone Wars and how much of it requires me to know what's going on in Clone Wars, I decided to stop. And I told myself, okay, when Rebels is done, I mean, when Clone Wars is done, watch Rebels and... I mean, from the beginning, and then you can... I mean, and then you'll be able to see what's going on here. Maybe I'll rewatch The Bad Batch too, so I can properly start it correctly. I mean, start it, so... We'll see what happens. Um, so Hera is actually younger in this, as I said, and she actually hires the Bad Batch on a mission because, and this is something that I, that I like, because I always wondered what happened to the different planets that didn't, that, um, how they were conquered so easily during the Empire's startup. And um, turns out that there were some resistors, so that was pretty cool to see that. The Batch's other mission concerns Crosshair, who is separated from the Batch. Each clone has been given an inhibitor chip, as I said, and this is the chip that causes them to, leave, to obey the Empire rather than think for themselves. And Crosshair gets captured by the Empire pretty early, about right in Episode 1, as a matter of fact. And this becomes their mission. Not only do they have to keep Omega safe and keep themselves safe, but they also want to get Crosshair back because they're not just a troop, they're a band of brothers. And Crosshair is their brother, and they have to get him back. And we are led to believe that Crosshair's inhibitor chip has been activated because he can, because he is able to figure out what they're up to. He's able to outthink Hunter because he knows Hunter. And we even see him now wearing a Stormtrooper uniform rather than a Bad Batch uniform. In fact, everyone is now wearing Stormtrooper uniforms. Just like in the original movies. So we're led to think that this is the end of it, that now we're heading right into what led, I mean, what was going on behind the scenes in both, I mean, at the end of Star Wars Episode 3 and Rogue One. So now let's talk about the finale. In the, which is a two-parter. We learned that Crosshair's chip was apparently not turned on. This really surprised me, but it made sense to me. I mean, just because the inherited chip doesn't turn on doesn't necessarily mean that the clones should wind up all, turn, all staying good. 
because they're still thinking for themselves that the chip doesn't turn on. So they might decide on their own to join the Empire. And that's, ex and that's supposedly what Crosshair is doing. Although there is the theory going around that maybe Crosshair got, chip got turned on and he didn't realize it. I mean, that's possible too, that he might just be thinking he's thinking for himself. And now Camino is no more. When the story is over with, the, when the season's over with, the watery planet is now completely submerged and no more clones are going to be made. So that's how we end season two, season one. And then we're, so we, so as I've said, we're going to have another season. Um, I'm predicting that maybe we'll probably see Ahsoka in this because she's turned up, because we do know that she survives past the original movies because she turns up in the Mandalorian. So obviously she made it past four, five, and six. We still don't know what she was doing there, but maybe they'll reveal that in her own series. I wouldn't be surprised if the, if the rest of the Rebels show up. Maybe we'll get some younger versions of them as well. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Obi-Wan Kenobi shows up. Obviously, we're going to see Darth... Obviously, we're going to be seeing Darth Vader. I wouldn't be surprised about that either. Maybe we'll get our first animated appearance of him in canon. So, what's next for Star Wars? What's next for Star Wars is Visions. And I'll explain what Visions is right now. Because Visions is supposed to start in, I think, a couple weeks. I'm not positive on that. It will air on a Friday, I know that much. Because that's how Disney Plus is set up. Wednesdays is for Marvel stuff and Fridays is for Star Wars stuff. And Visions is an anthology series. Think of it like The Animatrix. If you've seen The Matrix trilogy, then you might know that The Animatrix takes place before that. And it's an anthology collection that has different Japanese animation studios telling stories about The Matrix. Well, Visions is the same way. It's different animation studios telling stories about Star Wars. Um, I'll just, I'll do what I did with the Bad Batch and the Mandalorian. I'll wait out the season and I'll tell you what I think of the whole thing. And since this is an anthology, I'll probably include a episode ranking because none of the episodes are going to be connected to each other. So, I'm really interested in this one. So I'll tell you what's going to happen. So I'll tell you what I think about it after it's starts up and of course we also got the rest of the Star Wars stuff. The only one I'm not interested in as far as Star Wars programs goes is Andor because I don't see the point of doing any character from Rogue One since most of the characters from Rogue One don't make it out alive. Alright, time for a preview of next week. I was under the impression that I would not be able to watch the last two episodes of Season 1 of The Chosen. I was mistaken because I found the first season on YouTube. Now, that is not the way I would want to do it. I'll explain that when I 
watched me when I talk about the show proper. But I will, but I am pleased to announce that yes, I can still talk about the chosen season one as I planned. Um, I will tell you everything you need to know about the show as a whole and what I thought of season one, episode by episode, and whether or not I think you should watch it. Because just because it's a Christian program doesn't mean it's good. Um, in fact, a lot of Christian programming is bad. Don't forget that God's Not Dead still exists and that we have a fourth one either out now or coming. I still don't know which. And frankly, I don't care. I'll crit- so next week we'll talk about that. And I'll also talk about some of the problems I have with it and what I think they did right. This is not a completely foolproof thing. Um, but I can tell you this right now, I enjoyed it quite a bit. So you'll have to wait until tomorrow, until next week to find out what happens there. I can't even, and I can't watch season two right away. I would love to start watching it, but... Well, I'll explain that when I get to that. But right now, Season 2 is not on YouTube. Sorry to say that. Um, so if you're planning on watching it there, you're out of luck. And that's the show. You can find past episodes of The Catholic Spectrum on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeart, wherever you follow podcasts. And you can subscribe there as well. You can follow me on Facebook as Jason Thayer. My email address is RadicalEverageJWT at gmail.com. So please share this podcast around and write a review. Um, I would prefer a 5-star rating, but if you don't want to give me a 5-star rating, that's pretty cool, too. Just as long as you help the algorithm out and get me out there. Um, Just remember, everyone, normal is just a setting on the washing machine. We don't get to be normal. See you around.